Keiko Van Popta, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for the invitation, Mark. Mr. Van Popta, what prompted you to take a firearms course as a member of Parliament? Uh, Mark, I'm, I'm not a gun person at all. Never held a gun, never go hunting, never go to the shooting range. And it was the last thing that I thought that would be advocated for once I got into politics. But I met so many people in my riding. People sent me emails. They called me uh, when I was out door knocking. I would ask people, hey, what's important to you? And uh, many people told me about, uh, about guns. They're hunters, they're shooters, and they were very concerned about Bill C-71. You know, the government is pointing to the wrong people. We are law-abiding citizens. We're all about safety. And uh, Bill C-71 just piles on further regulations and restrictions on us, law-abiding citizens. You should go after gangs and gun smugglers and illegal gun owners, not us. So would I be safe to presume that you really knew very little to nothing about Canada's current gun laws before you took this course? Yeah, before I got into politics, but, uh, you know, I've been reading about Bill C-71. I met with a constituent for coffee, and we talked for well, probably about an hour and a half, and halfway through he said, take what is clear, you don't know very much about guns. And I says, I will admit, I do know very little about guns. And so he told me about this uh, firearms course put on by the RCMP. Anybody who wants to have a possession and acquisition license must take this course, must you know, do a criminal backgrounds check. So I looked into it. I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it. He challenged me. He says, if you want to represent this riding, you have to understand this. So what have you learned about Canada's gun laws? To own a gun, to, to acquire it and possess it, you need to have a possession and acquisition license, which requires a course put on by an organization that is endorsed by the RCMP. And it's all about gun safety. I was quite impressed with that. There's also you know, a lot about you know, protocol on the shooting range and uh, you know, when you're out hunting. It was all about safety. I was quite impressed. But safety issues aside, what other aspects of the law did you learn about that you may not have known about before in terms of things like, for example, now as a, as a PAL holder, you are checked every day by the RCMP. That's true. I'm not a PAL holder yet. I have yet to send in my application. I just took the course. It'll be a six- to eight-week uh, wait period, I understand. But yes, I will be apparently checked through the RCMP's database every 24 hours. Uh, I've learned, too, that um, you know Bill C-71 is all about acquiring a license, owning a gun, storing a gun, all these sorts of things, which law-abiding citizens follow, of course. But I also learned that uh, Bill C-71 doesn't do very much about uh, you know, where the real problem lies, and that is with gangs and gun smugglers. That's where the problem is. That's where the government should be having their focus, not on law-abiding citizens. It doesn't make sense. They're already obeying the law. And just to add further regulations, you know, Mark, I agree with the regulations. I think that gun safety is really important. And I'm happy that Canada has those types of laws. But to, just to add further regulations on does not solve the problem. The problem of gun violence is with, with gangs, it's with illegal gun smuggling, mostly from the United States. These people already don't obey the law. Just to add further regulations is not going to get criminals off the streets, and it's not going to make Canada safer. Now, you as a member of parliament took this course to better inform yourself about firearms in Canada and the requirements and, and legalities of ownership. What about other members of parliament, though? Because, again, these are lawmakers. How many of them do you think are aware of the things that you have learned? <laughs> Probably not very many. 
And I would challenge anybody, you know, particularly liberals who are now going to impose even tougher restrictions on law-abiding Canadians, that they should take the course. They should learn about what this is all about. What about the idea now of the, the government, again, is, is proposing uh, buying back certain firearms, and they may mm-hmm. do this through an order in council as a democratically elected member of parliament. What are your thoughts on that sort of circumventing parliamentary discussion? Well, first of all, the buyback program, I think, is completely useless. It'll be expensive. It'll be very difficult to administer. Uh, I can tell you that people, like the gun enthusiasts here in Langley, all of that I'm talking to are very concerned about it. They call it a mandatory confiscation. The liberals were calling it a buyback program. But, uh, Mark, you know, criminals aren't going to sell their guns back to the police. And that, again, is the problem. It, it does not go after where the real problem is, and that is criminals. So I think it'll just be a complete waste of time, complete waste of money, like the long gun registry was. And this, uh, you know, Bill C-71 does give the um, the government, cabinets, a lot of uh, leeway to uh, impose new regulations. I would just caution the liberals that, you know, these sorts of things should be debated in the House of Commons where there can be a full airing of differences of opinion on these matters. Canada's House of Commons is where opinions of the people of this great country are aired or full debate. That's what I would like to see, full, robust debate on these issues. The, the Liberals have said this would cost uh, maybe around $600 million to buy back certain of these uh, types of rifles, semi-automatics uh, notably. Mm-hmm. But another, uh, an expert, uh, Professor Emeritus Gary Mauser, has, has looked at this and said, well, no, probably it'll cost in the billions because you're forgetting all the extra manpower needed, all the extra time, the travel and associated bureaucracy. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is that is that a legitimate uh, concern? It's it's absolutely a legitimate concern. I've met Gary Mousery. Uh, So I have a great deal of respect for him. He's a professor from uh, Simon Fraser University. Uh, You know, the dollars, whether it's 600,000 or 1.2 billion, you know, I'm not well informed enough to be able to comment on that. But I would just, uh, you know, point to the Liberals' previous Liberal government's record on the long gun registry. I forget how many dollars it was going to be, but it ended up being over a billion dollars. So I suspect that Gary Mauser is probably on the right track, that this is going to be much more bureaucratic, much more expensive, and much less effective than the Liberal government thinks that it will be. What would you say then to the argument, the counter-argument, that money is no object? I mean, what does one life cost, for example? Everybody is concerned about gun violence, of course. One tragic death is one too many. But, uh, you know, there's limited resources, and uh, money needs to be spent intelligently where it is most likely to be effective, and the, uh, the mandatory buyback program will not be effective because it focuses on the wrong people, on law-abiding citizens. All those sorts of things. So let's spend the money where it is going to be most effective, Youth crime prevention, uh, anti-gang programs, illegal smuggling of firearms. You know, this is where money, if it's spent well, can be very effective for the safety of Canadians. What about, I just want to get back to this other issue then. I mean, again, as a member of Parliament who is debating this issue and will likely debate it, unless there's perhaps an order in council in some cases, mm-hmm. what would you say to other members of Parliament who, are, who have taken positions on this bill and and other aspects of firearm control in Canada who do not have licenses and perhaps do not understand the extent and severity of current laws and regulations regarding firearms ownership? Uh, Well, I would say to any member of parliament, if you're going to um, 
create laws, you better understand the people that are going to be affected by that. Understand who's going to be adversely affected by the laws that you are now imposing. I think it's incumbent upon representatives of the people in a representative democracy to understand the concerns that people have. It can avoid empty talk, you know, like banning military assault weapons, and really understand what's behind it. Who are behind that? Understand that. I say that not just about guns, you know, but any law that we might impose on people. It is incumbent upon us to understand what's behind it and who is affected by what we are doing. Teiko van Popta, thank you very much for this. Well, thanks a lot for the uh, opportunity.